It's October, and you know what that means. No, not pumpkin spice lattes. We are a quarter through the NFL season. Well, most teams are. Who started out on the fast track to the playoffs? And who looks like they're going to get the top 10 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft? Find out now on Beyond the Blitz. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, everyone. I'm Justin Rogers, joined by Chris Rogers, a member of the Blitz crew. How you doing today, Chris? Doing great. Uh, little brother's birthday today, so I got to celebrate that with him. And yeah. Awesome, and happy birthday to my cousin Sean, your little brother Sean. And today, we're going to talk about week four of the NFL. Lots of injuries and crazy things happening with games being postponed and everything. And then we're going to go through some predictions for week five. And then everyone's favorite segment here on Beyond the Blitz, way too early predictions. But before we get to all that, Let's go through week four. We started on Thursday night football, a game that no one really cared about, but really came down to the wire. The Broncos coming back against the New York Jets, winning this game 37-28, and the Jets looking like they're going to get the number one overall pick. Going to be honest, I didn't really watch this game. I watched uh, playoff baseball instead, but I watched the highlights, and Sam Darnold had a pretty sick run. And Sam Darnold looks like he's going to play really well for whoever he goes on next year when the Jets get the number one overall pick. For sure. (laughs) And to start off the 1 o'clock games, the Cardinals playing the Panthers, and it looked like the Cardinals should have won this game. But, man, that Cardinals defense really just hindering that team from the potential that it really has. And the Panthers, this team that looks like it should have a top-10 pick, now two and two, winning against the Cardinals, thirty-one to twenty-one. Dude, the Cardinals can't be letting that Panthers offense put thirty-one points on them. That's just awful. Uh, but the Panthers, they're they're ruining their tank, man. They need to get a quarterback in this draft, and the more they win, the lower pick they'll have, obviously. And honestly, it really shows the team, the core that Matt Rule has. I mean, you you use your entire 2020 draft to draft defense. You still let up 21 points, but man, Teddy Bridgewater's looking good. Even if you do draft a quarterback in next year's class, whether you trade up or whether you have a high pick in the draft, I mean, you have Teddy Bridgewater for next year, and he's showing you something right now. So at least you have some insurance for next year, too. And the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Cincinnati. Cincinnati having some fans there. And Joe Burrow getting his first win of his career in the NFL against the Jaguars, 33-25. to Joe Burrow looked like a professional quarterback. He really did. And that Bengals team, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think Joe Burrow is showing that he is the franchise quarterback of that team. And the Jaguars, I don't know why I picked the Jaguars more than once in like this season, because I did say earlier in the season, the Jets and the Jaguars were the teams I should not pick. And yet I continue to pick the Jaguars. But again, like both of these teams going to get top 10 picks in the draft, but still a good game though. I mean, we said the same thing about the Broncos Jets. We're churning out some good games from these teams that, you know, are on the lower end of the spectrum in the league. And one of the surprising games, one of the more high-scoring games of the week, the Browns 
coming out. Odo Beckham having a fantastic game for the Browns. Cowboys trying to get the comeback, but just came up short with a Dak interception at the end of the game. Browns get the win, 49-38, to and start the year out 3-1. and Just like the Cardinals, the Cowboys defense is really holding them back, man. But I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Baker Mayfield, still not a good quarterback. Yeah, they might have won, but he didn't really do much. And this Browns team, I mean, they have the number one rushing attack in the NFL. And that was without Nick Chubb in the backfield. Kareem Hunt is doing a great job in filling that role. And like you said, this Cowboys defense without Leighton Vander Esch, Chidabe and Sean Lee to really anchor that defense more Leighton Vander Esch than anything, it's going to be really hard for them to really come back for the rest of the season but once those guys come back I think the NFC East really has to be theirs even though the Eagles did have a good game I will say under Jason Garrett the the Cowboys have never started one in three that is very interesting to think about and the Saints traveling to Detroit and getting the win Lions almost coming back in this game but the Saints get back at 500 they're two and two on the year get a win against the Lions 35 to 29 and the Seahawks, a little bit of a scare in this game because of the injuries they've had in the back end of their defense in the secondary. Dolphins also almost coming back in this game, but Russell Wilson showing why he should be the MVP this year. 31-23, to Seahawks get the win. Not much to say other than Russell Wilson should be the MVP of the league. And it looked like in the Chargers-Bucks game that the Chargers would have easily gotten this win, but man, Tom Brady... Not showing his age, five touchdowns in this game, and the Bucks get the win, go to three and one, thirty-eight to thirty-one. But man, Justin Herbert did have a game. I'm thinking Tom Brady really settled into this Bruce Arians offense. Uh, I mean, we saw Big Ben put up numbers like this when Bruce Arians was the offensive coordinator. We saw Jameis Winston put up games like this. It's just Brady's finally settled in, and Justin Herbert really played a great game. It's just he has some growing to do, and that Chargers defense has got to step up for him too. And I believe Tom Brady, all five of his touchdown passes were to different players. So even without his second-best receiver and Chris Godwin in, he still produced. So that just shows me how scary this Bucks offense really could be. But we also got to look at the other side too. The defense did let up 24 points. Tom Brady did throw the pick six at the beginning of the game. So that Bucks defense, especially in this NFC South, where it's pretty competitive with the Saints, they really got to tighten up. But man, this offense, they could definitely lead them to the playoffs this year. Injury update for the Bucks, by the way. OJ Howard is actually out for the year now. So if you have him in fantasy, you better, better hit the waivers. Definitely hit the waivers. Maybe not Rob Gronkowski, but Cameron Brait might be a good guy to pick up. He did get a touchdown this past weekend. Could see Tom Brady look his way more on that offense. And the Ravens get an expected win against Washington, 31-17. Nothing really to say about this game. And the Colts, showing that they definitely have a top five defense in the league. Offense, kind of the opposite of that, but they still got a big win against the Chicago Bears, 17-9. I mean, if you love defense, you love this game. And another 17-9 game. The Rams get the win against the Giants. Thought the Rams could have blown out the Giants in this game, but a win is a win for the Rams. And the Bills, I mean, Josh Allen, he's looking like he's going to throw his hat in the ring for the MVP race. It might not be close, but he's going to get at least a couple of votes at the end of the season. 
and he's looking good. That offense is looking good. The Bills get the win against the Raiders, thirty to twenty-three. Bills showed why they're gonna win the uh, AFC East, man. The Bills are just—they're legit. And the Sunday night game, everyone thought the 49ers would easily win this game because of how bad the Eagles have been playing. But man, Carson Wentz, he showed out against the 49ers and the Eagles get their first one of the year, 25-20. to 20. Yeah, Carson Wentz looked pretty good. Uh, got a touchdown on the ground, I believe. Yeah, it was just a good game for the Eagles. Not much to say about the Niners because if they were healthy, they would have definitely blown them out of the water. But yeah, good job to the Eagles. Because of the quarterback change that they had in the middle of the game for the 49ers, I mean, Nick Mullins throwing that pick six, which really sealed the game for the Eagles. I mean, the 49ers almost had that comeback at the end of the game with C.J. Beathard, but they need Jimmy Garoppolo. I I just think this game really showed how much of an impact he really has on that offense. And we also can't forget how much of a beast George Kittle was in that game. What, he had like 14 receptions? He is the best tight end in the NFL. Yeah, he's insane, man. He can he can do it all too. He can block. He can run people over. He can catch the football. He can run for a hundred yards. Like that guy's insane. <laughs> and the first team in NFL history to get two Monday night wins in a row, the Kansas City Chiefs, stay undefeated on the season, winning against a Cam Newtonless Patriots team, twenty six to ten. Not much to say about it. The first half was kind of you know slow out of the out of the gates, but. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes really picked it up to end it off. And that's the thing with the Chiefs. I mean, they can be counted out for almost 80% of the game, but that last 20%, they will give it their all and most likely get wins. This Chiefs team is a dangerous team going forward. And the Packers, another team that has stayed undefeated on the season, and the Falcons go to 0-4 on the seasons. Packers gets the win 30-16 to to round out week number four. Aaron Rodgers is on his tour to show why the Packers should not have drafted Jordan Love, man. He's just been killing it this season. Another dark horse for the MVP race. He really is. And one thing I do want to talk about. So there was at 1 o'clock on Sunday supposed to be Steelers at Titans. But in case you haven't known, there were eight players and eight personnel, 16 combined for the Titans that got COVID or experienced symptoms with COVID, and because of that, they had to postpone the game to Week 7, which means both teams had their bye this week, and the Steelers game against the Ravens has been moved to Week 8, and the Ravens get a Week 7 bye. Chris, what do you think about this? Justin, you already know what I'm going to say about this, man. The Steelers got cheated for doing nothing wrong. The Titans, uh, they must have broke protocol because the league is looking into them right now uh, about that. And the Steelers got punished for doing nothing. And that's all I have to say because I'm mad. I think with this, I mean, with any team, I mean, any fan of any team that is the not the Titans would be mad at this. But, I mean, the NFL, I'm glad that they are sticking to their protocol and that they are bringing the hammer down on the Titans because they broke protocol. It's interesting because – we saw the head coach of the Titans, Mike Vrabel, said that they, at least from his knowledge, you know, they were following protocol and doing everything. So it's interesting for me to see what exactly they did wrong. And hopefully other teams around the league can see that so we can have a full 16 game season. That's really the one thing I'm worried about is how long, how many games is it going to take 
for to be postponed for the season to be canceled or for the entire season to be postponed. I mean, I have no idea how that's going to work, but we'll see as 2020 continues on. And going from postponements to week number five. That's right. We got our week number five predictions. And let's start with a Thursday night game. Most Thursday night games are not really that interesting. But this one, again, two teams that start with a B, the Buccaneers and the Bears, both three and one in this game. This one could be interesting. Chris, who do you got? I have the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm going to have the Bucks too in this game. I think this one's really going to be an offensive game, but I think Brady and the Bucks showed last week they have what it takes to win games, and I think they're going to move to 4-1. and one. And the Panthers travel to Atlanta. Atlanta still trying to get their first win of the season. Who gets the win here? I have the Panthers. The, you know, the Falcons are just going to fumble it like they always do. And, yeah, Panthers are going to take advantage. Give me the Falcons in this game. I think this offense is going to start clicking, especially against a young Panthers defense. Honestly, I think it's going to be more the Panthers get a lead towards the beginning of the game, but Matt Ryan and this offense turns it on in the second half. I just don't see the Falcons going 0-5. But, yeah, give me the Falcons in this one. And the Bengals travel to Baltimore against the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Burrow just got his first win. What do you think about this game? It's not going to be that close. The Ravens are just going to win. But Joe Burrow will probably look good, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, Lamar Jackson's just going to go off like he usually does. I think with Washington's game last week and the game against the Bengals this week, this Ravens defense is going to get the confidence back that they needed from the game that they played against the Chiefs. They were really depleted. I think this Bengals game is really going to show that this Ravens defense is a force to be reckoned with. Give me the Ravens in this one. And the Jaguars traveling to Houston against the Texans. The Texans also do not have a win yet in this season. Who do you got for this one? I got the Jaguars. The Texans just fired Bill O'Brien. Um, they're, they're without a head coach right now. Um and I think the Jaguars will jump on that. I'm just sick and tired of picking the Jaguars and the Jaguars losing. So give me the Texans in this one basically because of spite. But also because I think, again, this Jaguars team is inexperienced on the defensive side of the ball. And honestly, if there is any game for Deshaun Watson to just go off, it's this game. Give me the Texans. They get their first one of the season as well. And the Broncos, who are injury-plagued, we saw it last week against a team who will most likely have the number one pick in the draft, the New York Jets, traveling to New England, and that defense that looked good against the Chiefs for three quarters. Who do you think will get the win in this one? Uh, I think it's going to be the Patriots. It'll be a lot closer if Cam Newton doesn't play, uh, which some people are thinking about because their bye week is the week after this. But if he does play, it'll probably be a blowout. I'm going to give it to the Patriots here. This should be the game that they start Stidham because there are so many injuries on the other side of the ball for the Broncos on defense. This is a good game for Stidham to get comfortable and get a win because I think he is the future of the Patriots. So that would be a good idea, I think, for New England. But Patriots get the win here. And the Cardinals coming off a loss to the Panthers going to the winless Jets. Who do you have winning this game? Cardinals. Cardinals, nothing else I can say. There is no team in the NFL that I think is going to lose to the New York Jets unless it's an injury-plagued team. And the Steelers coming off their bye week, the Battle of Pennsylvania, the Eagles coming in off their first win, travel to Pittsburgh. Who do you got in this game? 
They got the Steelers. I mean, that defense uh, of Pittsburgh is just so good, and they had two weeks to prepare for this game now. So just give me the Steelers on this one. Yeah, honestly, if the Steelers didn't have the buy and they just came off a win against the Titans, I would say this is a trap game, especially because the Eagles just came off a big win. They're hyped going into this game. But right now, I think even though the Steelers, obviously their momentum of their season kind of stopped a little bit, but I guarantee you they were working as hard as they could during that bye week and now coming into this game, Steelers are going to get the win. And another matchup of unbeaten teams, the Titans also coming off a bye, and the Bills, 4-0 on the season. Josh Allen is looking good. Who you got in this game? Um, I got the Bills. They're going to win the East, and the Titans are good. But I think the Bills are just better. Yeah, I think this is going to be a tough game for both teams. I think the Bills are going to come out with this one. But, man, the Bills have a tough schedule. I mean, they have the Titans this week and the Chiefs next week. And the Titans have a pretty good defense. And we've seen the Titans beat the Chiefs, you know, last season. And they were close against the Chiefs in the playoffs. I think we're going to get some similarities when it comes to that. So the Bills are going to be prepared well for the Chiefs game next week because they're going to get the win here against the Titans. Give me the Bills. And the Rams travel to Washington. Who do you have in this game? The Rams. It's not going to be close. I think uh, Dwayne Haskins will be pulled at halftime, and that'll be the end of the Dwayne Haskins show in Washington. But, yeah, give me the Rams. I am very tempted to pick Washington in this game. But now I'm going to resist that temptation. I am picking the Rams in this game. Give me the Rams. The Dolphins traveling to San Francisco. This one's kind of an interesting one because Ryan Fitzpatrick got the start. He has games where he's super hot, and the 49ers defense is banged up. Who do you got in this game? For me, this one's actually a toss-up, but give me the 49ers. Their defense is still far more talented than the Dolphins, even though they are terribly injured, and I think that'll be the difference maker. Yeah, I think for the 49ers, that Giants game is really what shows what teams they can win against, and it all really depends if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get the start. Like you said, for a couple of these other games, if Jimmy Garoppolo gets to start in this game, hands down 49ers win. I I was going to pick the Dolphins, but now I'm kind of siding towards the 49ers here. So I'm going to pick the 49ers to win this game right here. And another game, one of the better offenses to start the year in the Browns against one of the better defenses to start the year in the Colts. Who's going to win, the best defense or the best offense? Give me the Browns. Uh, As much as I hate to say it, they're really hot right now, and I feel like they could go a long way. I think Miles Garrett is on pace to break the single-season sack record, but he's going against the best offensive line in the NFL and the Colts. And this Colts defense, you know, they've been good against the run this season. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But if they force Baker Mayfield to throw the ball, in which I think they will, they're going to get the win. So I'm going to give the Colts the win in this game. And the Giants traveling to Dallas, is this an easy pick or is it a toss-up because of last week for Dallas? As much as I want to say it's a toss-up because of Dallas' defense, it's going to be an easy pick. The Giants don't really have anything on offense. The only thing that will keep them in the game is their defense, and even that's not that good. So, yeah, give me the Cowboys. And even then, this Giants defense can't do that much against this Cowboys offense. Dak Prescott is on pace to beat the single-season passing record by 1,000 yards. 
And granted, I don't think that's going to happen. He might break it, but not by a thousand yards. Don't think he'll throw for 400, 500 yards average a game. But man, he's looking good. This offense is looking good. The defense is what's really suspect, but the offense for the Giants is even more suspect. Give me the Cowboys in this one. And the Vikings coming off of their first win against the Texans last week, traveling to a really, really, really good offense for the Seattle Seahawks. Who do you got in this one? You mean the Seahawks? It's not going to be close. This Vikings defense is struggling, and the Seahawks offense is going to show that so much in this game. Give me the Seahawks. And the Monday night game this week, the Saints at home against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Give me the Chargers upsetting the Saints uh, at home. I like how Justin Herbert's been playing the last two weeks, and I think he can get it done. It is very tempting, again, for me to pick the Chargers this week, but I have to go with Drew Brees and the Saints. It Honestly, for me, it just comes down to another game where it's an old guy against a young guy when it's talking about quarterbacks. Uh, there's a couple of times where announcers are saying you could fit a 21-year-old between two, these two quarterbacks talking about Justin Herbert and Tom Brady. But I think Drew Brees and the Saints, I think this defense for the Chargers is talented, but I think Drew Brees will barely pull it out by a field goal. Saints get the win. And one thing that we haven't done in a while, you know what time it is. It's time for way too early predictions. And we're going to do this really quick. So we're going to have our way too early predictions, our top seven seeds for each conference. I'm going to start first here with the NFC, my top seven seeds, and then Chris, we're going to go to yours right here. Top seven seeds, I got the first seed being the Packers, second seed being the Seahawks, third seed being the Saints, fourth seed being the Cowboys, fifth Buccaneers, sixth Rams, and the seventh seed being the 49ers. Um, for the NFC, the first seed out of the Seahawks, second seed out of the Packers, third seed out of the Buccaneers, fourth seed out of the Cowboys, fifth seed out of the Saints, Sixth seed out of the Rams and seventh seed. It's a toss up for me between the Panthers and the Cardinals. Out of those two teams, who do you think will end up getting that seed? Uh, it'll be close, but I think the Cardinals will piece it all together at the end. All right, and let's go over real quick what we think our NFC championship and NFC champion will be. For me, I got the Packers going against the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers' offense is going to really move towards the end of the season, but ultimately. I think the Packers are going to be the ones to represent the NFC this year in Super Bowl 55. Uh, my NFC championship game is the Seahawks versus the Packers. I think Russell Wilson will show why he's going to be the MVP of the league in this game, and the Seahawks will pull it out and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And now let's move over to the AFC, my top seven seeds. I got the Chiefs at number one, Bills at number two, Steelers number three, Colts number four, Ravens at number five, Patriots at number six, and the Browns with that running offense getting the number seven seed and making it to the playoffs for the first time in who knows how long. <laughs> well, it's going to sound like deja vu, but my AFC rankings are number one, the Chiefs, number two, the Bills, number three, the Steelers, number four, the Colts, number five, the Ravens, number six, the Pats, and number seven, the Browns. It's interesting that we both don't have the currently undefeated Titans making the playoffs. It's very interesting. And the AFC Championship, at the beginning of the offseason, Brandon and I did our rundown series. And I'm going to have the same AFC Championship, Chiefs and Steelers. But the Chiefs are going to ultimately represent the AFC 
in Super Bowl 55. My AFC Championship is the Chiefs for Steelers. And as much as I want to say the Steelers can win, I'm giving it to the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are representing the AFC. All right. So way too early prediction. Super Bowl 55 winner. I'm going to say the Chiefs. They are the fourth quarter team of all time. I don't see any team beating them right now. I'm going to make a bold prediction and say the Seahawks. They're going to have the ball down at the one-yard line, but instead of passing it, they're going to hand it off to Chris Carson, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. All right. You heard it here first. I got the Chiefs. Chris has the Seahawks. Let's see who is right at the end of the season. And that is all we have here for beyond the blitz thank you guys for listening and continue to look at our twitter page beyond underscore blitz every thursday we come out with our predictions every tuesday we come out with our takeaways and our prediction results that we had for the prior week and also tune in on sundays on our twitter page we always come out with our injury reports so be looking out for that for your fantasy leagues as you are setting your lineups before the one o'clock deadline on Sunday. And yet again, thank you, Chris, for being a part of the Blitz crew yet again this week. Yeah, it's a great time, man. Thank you for having me on. Definitely. And again, thank you guys for listening. And as always, stay purple. This has been Beyond the Blitz.